the golden crust for the quiche, Andy regaled her with wickedly disparaging tales of the rich and famous. So there he is, this big-shot banking CEO in the coat closet with his pants around his ankles and his hands down the front of this woman's dress. His sister-in-law, it turns out. But does Monique care about the scandal? About a dozen guests seeing her closet used for an upright quickie? Of course not. Andy paused to sip her water, then gave Harper an eye roll. Monique's only concern was whether they'd wrinkled the coats they were doing it against, to which the CEO responded in a dismissive tone, if her guests didn't have enough class to wear quality, they deserved a few wrinkles. He didn't, Harper laughed, entertained as always by the adventures of the rich and spoiled. He did, Andy assured her as she helped herself to more water. And even that couldn't liven up that snooze fest of a party. You sound so jaded. Sweetie, I am jaded. No, you're bored. You need a project. Actually, you need a career. But since you won't do that, you really should find a project. Not won't, can't, Andy corrected meticulously, her fingers tapping a quick beat on the counter. Any income I bring in will impact my divorce settlement. That weasel cheated on me enough while we were married. I refuse to allow him to cheat me out of anything else. Harper couldn't blame her. Matt was a complete dog. The jerk had been caught with his pants down twice in less than a year of saying his vows. Harper wasn't sure if that betrayal had damaged Andy's heart, but she knew it'd done serious damage to her confidence. For that alone, Harper believed he should pay. Something Andy was doing her best to ensure. But it had already been eight months and was looking like it'd be at least a year more before they settled. Doing nothing for that long would drive Harper crazy. Still, Harper couldn't complain. Not when the divorce settlement was the reason she was living in this gorgeous house with a huge kitchen. Since she'd gained control of the California properties three months ago, Andy had rented the place to Harper for a quarter of its worth. If not for that, there was no way Harper could have afforded a house in the exclusive Santa Barbara neighborhood. Oh, sure, over the last three years, Harper had made a strong name for herself as a visionary interior designer. But last year, she'd risked it all, her savings, her security, and sometimes, she thought, her sanity, when she'd left Lalique to go it alone. But she was making it work. Homes by Harper had an exclusive client list, a sterling reputation, and a solid portfolio. Most people had no idea that beneath her sophisticated demeanor, Harper was obsessed with saving for her son's college fund worried about being a year behind on her career goals and often frantic trying to be a good mom, raise her son to be a better man than what he'd come from, and still find time to polish her nails. Whenever she thought about trying to juggle it all, she remembered living on welfare, wearing church-donated hand-me-downs because her mom couldn't afford to both feed and clothe her only child, and finding the safest route home from school in a neighborhood where drive-by shootings were simply shrugged off. And that, she decided, as she sprinkled more cheese over the vegetable mixture, was the only use she had for her past, as a yardstick for how far she'd come. I'm pretty sure you're the first person to actually cook in this kitchen, Andy observed, her words muffled through a mouthful of the apple she'd finally given into. Now that's a crime against kitchens, Harper broke a dozen or so eggs into a thick pottery bowl, added cream, then, with a careless shake of a few spices, whipped it together. I can't believe you lived in this house for two years and never cooked. I'd lived in various other places twenty-six years before that and didn't cook in any of them either. Andy looked around the rich, airy space with its touches of red pottery, 
midnight blue fabrics and cozy eating nook. Three low-backed stools bellied up to the sleek island with its prep sink and marble top. When Andy had lived here, that island was often decorated with fresh flowers or, more often, caterer supplies. Now it held a blown glass bowl in bleeding greens that contrasted sharply with the bright red apples. You suit the kitchen, this house, much better than I ever did, Andy said with an easy shrug. Not only because you decorated it, for all your sophistication, you fit in suburbia. As much as I tried, I never could. You're definitely more comfortable downtown than you were here, and your penthouse is a better showcase for your personal style. The penthouse is closer to the dating scene, Andy corrected with another casual shrug at odds with the discontented look in her eyes. Speaking of dating, we were talking about decorating, not dating. Then let's change the subject. Andy leaned her elbows on the counter and propped her chin in her hand.